Hi, I'm Tom Kelly, and this is Factory Reboot, Automation Alley's podcast on the industry 4.0 transformation facing manufacturers today. If you like what you hear, you can follow Factory Reboot on SoundCloud, iTunes, or at automationalley.com forward slash factory reboot. You can also follow us on Twitter at Automation Alley. So today I'm joined by Mike Falster, Robotics Product Manager at Baco MRM, and they're a leading Michigan distributor and integrator of industrial automation applications. Baco specializes in collaborative and autonomous robotics and associated technologies, and they provide technical solutions and training to customers on how to install and operate Industry 4.0 technologies. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Tom, thank you very much. It's great to be here, and it's great to hear our company frame so, so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, right. I get it right once every who, who knows how many times. But um, So thanks for joining us today. So tell us more about Baco MRM and about the industries you serve, Mike. Very good, yes. Well, Baco MRM, surprisingly, has been around the Michigan market since the mid-60s. Uh, the family started in Warren and um, and has grown the business successfully as a, a factory automation distributor, servicing eastern Michigan predominantly, and then most recently we've expanded with an office now in Hudsonville, servicing west Michigan from there. So we're a true statewide, and we call ourselves a quad technology supplier. We have product lines in the pneumatics, uh, fluid power arena. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are long-standing uh, technologies. We also have lubricant and hydraulic products. Motion control is, is where a lot of our newer technologies spur from because of the advancements in servo systems and electric motors, as we see in our autonomous vehicle space mm-hmm. today, uh, even taking hold there. And then uh, with the acquisition of Axis Systems last year, Baco MRM uh, picked up the robotics product line that we carried within Axis to now give us these four technology arenas that we supply from. Uh, my role specifically is the robotics product manager for the uh, collaborative and autonomous robotics group. My job is to work with the key customers, key industry leaders, the manufacturers themselves, uh, building up a, a group of products that mm-hmm. allow us to serve our customers with solutions that they need to take advantage of this Industry 4.0 revolution. And I'll tell you, it's changing like crazy. So as you know, we sort of launched these tech takeovers that allow us to use our smart technology providers, such as Baco MRM, that understand the robotics and what's happening. And you recently did a tech takeover here on safe human-robot interaction. Um, can you tell us how that went and why this is such an important topic? Absolutely, Tom. So at the, you know, at the, uh, at the micro level, let's call it, as a member of Automation Alley, we're just absolutely uh, thrilled to be able to build a partnership that allows us to, to brand ourselves as a leader of this technology and to be able to find ways to, to leverage your uh, membership and, and recognition within the space to bring towards our our business and, and our offerings. So awesome. the tech takeover arena became the perfect platform for us to uh, bring some some industry discussion around what this technology means uh, and, and key thought leaders. So in the case of the safe uh, collaboration uh, agenda, it included Elena Dominguez. She's a certified safety expert from PILS. Uh, we brought in uh, the technical manager from Universal Robots, the, the product that we're leading with that has a force-limited software that's really changing the way you can use robots in a, in a human interface. 
and some of our customers also participated. So we were able to bring your membership and our guests a really comprehensive understanding of what does safety mean for the user, from the industry experts, and from the manufacturer of the tools so that they could walk away with, you know, some higher level of confidence that this will work for them. So what's changing about robots that you're even having this discussion about safe robot human interaction? So, so uh, several years ago, uh, say in the early 2000s, uh, the momentum started to build around the idea of having a, a robot work with people without mm-hmm. a cage around it. Uh, industrial robots are are big, strong, and fast, and, mm-hmm. and certainly respecting their power is, is, is imperative for safety. Um, as a science, what's changed essentially is, is the uh, sensitivity and the algorithms around force control are allowing for uh, the, the, the robot itself to have, an, have some really acute uh, measurements on how it's performing. And in the case of Universal, it's measuring the rotational windup of any joint through encoder positions and ensuring that everything is tracking the way it's supposed to. If so almost some, like an awareness where it knows if it starts to meet resistance, there's something wrong, and that's it stops correct. immediately. It will stop immediately and deliver less than a, a programmed amount of force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it means is that the robots go slower. Yeah. So, so you're not going to see the same speeds and the same power, but they're going to do the repetitive motion that mm-hmm. many of our production workers, all of our production workers, are seeking a, a more value-added work environment. And, and with the way the tools are being used effectively is a production assistant. Mm-hmm. They're letting the, the good workers do more important work while these uh, tools are picking and placing products in a repetitive way mm-hmm. uh, that, that in many cases are hard to find people that want to take those jobs, Tom. That's the simple yeah, exactly. reality. Exactly. Right? So that, that brings up a good topic. So everybody is, um, there's been a lot of conversation about human-robot interaction, what that's going to mean for our industry, what that's going to mean for jobs. Um, Somebody asked me, a reporter the other day, well, isn't automation going to take jobs? And I said, absolutely not. We didn't lose our jobs to automation the last 20 years. We lost them to low-cost labor countries because our productivity was not where it needed to be. Uh, And and so they made those decisions. So from my perspective, and you can uh, challenge me on this, but if we can get our productivity up, uh, we can compete with anybody in the world. And I think how we would do that is through uh, this, this human-robot interaction where one and one makes three. Is, is, that, is that a fair statement? The, yeah, I mean, in my own view, there's, there's the facts and there's the myths. Yeah, right. And, and I think that uh, all the facts lead to uh, a, a, a repeating uh, statement that, that actually being more technically advanced and using automation or any other technology spurns more opportunity than it does uh, disable the, the, those that are involved in the, in the past technology right. base, right? So right, whether right. it's been in the, the farming communities of the 1800s up to now, mm-hmm. uh, the, the data indicates that, it, that we'll have more opportunity. With that, there'll be disruption, mm-hmm. right? Sure. There, there will Absolutely. be disruption. So, so that theoretical, you know, uh, uh, media-driven debate is interesting, and I have an opinion like everybody. Sure. But every day I show up for work, I go meet companies that have a help wanted sign in front of their building, and nobody's showing up for work. And yep. and and what that's doing to our manufacturing culture 
is undermining our ability to make it an attractive place to work for future generations. A lot has changed, and our uh, our plant floors have a have a historical perspective that is not in line with the needs of today's modern manufacturing and the opportunities. Right. So. So what does that mean? You have good employees that understand the demands for work. Mm -hmm. And because the new employees don't show up, they're the ones coming in on Saturday and Sunday and running overtime production to meet schedules and demands for their customers because they care. So they don't get to go see the baseball games. They don't get to go to the concert Friday night. They're the ones that have to pick up the the burden. If you provide them with more tools to be more productive in a work week, you'll get the same output with happier employees. And then the gateway employee coming in has to work harder to get that job because it's a wanted job. Right. 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 So it's a real paradigm shift that is being enabled by companies that are investing in the full suite of these technologies. It's not just a collaborative robot Mm -hmm. or a cybersecurity discussion. It's Mm -hmm. a real... That's a real mindset around how to run a, a future factory environment. So not only can you uh, uh, fulfill the orders that you're receiving today because you don't have enough people to get those orders even out the door in any, in any way that isn't burdensome to the employees you already have, but you're able to take more orders potentially For sure. and grow your business, right? So you, can, so you can increase your sales, you can certainly reduce your costs, and you're, you're being strategic in how you grow your manufacturing business by using these collaborative robots. And in the in the so the thing that's to me been most interesting in the four year journey I've been involved with collaborative robots since mm-hmm. Universal Robots started selling their technology in North America in two thousand thirteen is the the interesting piece is the fact that you can use this robot in a man and machine environment. What what really sells it though is the ease of use. Is you're you're bringing the you're bringing the, the tool to a, a user level where an engineer mm-hmm. that previously couldn't program a robot and deploy it now can through training because the language I'd, isn't so important. I've it's heard the, about that. Is that where you can like move the robot's arm to where you want to go and, yeah. and use the gripper and, and it re, the robot All sort of remembers everything you taught it? teaching it through a, a, an interface that's very much like your smartphone. So you're dragging drop so menus, cool. you're, you're adding the information that's being pre-scripted, and, and, and then that's dropping code into a tree that runs a Python-based software, so it's still a very powerful technology. And I think that's the key. The power of the technology is unchanged. Mm-hmm. The alignment of the technologies to the application is unchanged. They have to be powerful. They have to be perfect. Yeah. The ease of use is what's changing the game. So not only can I provide a robot to an engineer that with some training can deploy it on their own without having an integrator uh, and all the costs and, and, and relationship management demands, mm-hmm. they can they can buy it and, and put it on a base and program it to take a part in and out of a machine. I've seen it happen. The, the learning curve is goes from four weeks on the first application to four hours on the third. That's incredible. Right For a smart engineer that understands machine control, it's a reality. So, as, but let me finish. Yeah. As important, it enables the maintenance team to be trained on keeping them running, which in the, in the current state with industrial robots is an mm-hmm. automatic phone call to a third-party support network to come in and take care of a robot issue. Yeah. These robots are enabling a maintenance wow. team to be trained so that if there's a problem at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're able to go in, the high-low bumps the line, they can open up the waypoint, they can change the position of the robot pick point, they can save it and run production five minutes later. So, in other words, what you're telling me is I don't need a programming background. I, I, I know 
sort of how to do these uh, uh, fixes on the fly, if you will. So our tech takeover in September <laughs> is going to talk about how easy is easy. Wow, that's great. Right, because yep. it's, a big, yep. it's a big word, and it's overused. And what yep. we'll show in that conversation is, yes, for an, for an experienced engineer that understands machine control, we can train you to program robots for discrete machine relationship and take responsibility to get the parts in and out correctly. But if you're doing a, an assembly system, mm-hmm. having a, a robot programming experience and, 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 and training on architecture is the same as a CAD designer that's building up a CAD model. If you have a good CAD model, you can take it apart and put it back together again with no risk to the, to the outcome same idea with programming if you don't have that architectural experience you can get it over your head mm-hmm. so we've built up relationships with integrators that are able to come in and and provide that support if the projects are beyond the scope of a of an engineering uh, level at, at a small to medium-sized manufacturer so how close are we to having the ability where i can bring a robot home and have it fix drinks for me at a dinner party all night long <laughs> Well, as, as we, as we, without as, any programming experience, to say, "Yep, oh, I teach it to grab the ice and pours the drink." Well, that would be um, that, that would be probably not that far away. If we can drive cars around without people yeah. on the wheel, we should be able to pour drinks at the bar. I think it comes down to practicality. I mean, let's let's get back to the basics. Robots right. provide a payback and a significant payback when they're being used all the time. Yeah, right. And unless you have a big drinking problem, time, which I know you don't. <laughs> Um, I'd hate to think that we'd want to use one in a in a way like that, right? Yes, so, of course. We right, learned right. this at our at our summer networking event. We took the ambition to 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 train uh, our robot to be an iron mic pitching machine for the day. Right. And through a simple mistake, we we ran into a problem. And what it comes down to is that these tools are really industrial. Yeah. They're real solutions for today's problems in manufacturing. We know that there's a skills gap, and I'm the biggest fan of all the work that's being done to promote the trades. And, mm-hmm. and I know that the more people that understand how to use these tools will find their their ability to take it home and make a drink mm-hmm. with it is real. We have our engineers take these home all the time to, with their kids, putting them on the table. Mm-hmm. They're safe to use so they can program them and, and, and find confidence in, in working in that managed machine environment themselves so that they can be more effective selling it to other people because it's a it's a conversation that's different. But um, so So that's interesting. So... Uh, I sort of made a joke about it, you know, when are they going to do sure. that? But, but, but the underlying premise of that is that robots today are approachable, they're quick, they're easy, they're affordable. For sure. Uh, and at, at what, what point, um, you know, I know every application is different, but the point we're trying to make for our Industry 4.0 uh, initiative is that robotics and, and how you can automate your plant has really come down to the smallest of manufacturers. Is, is that a true statement that robots are applicable to everybody today? Or is it still a certain level that you want to be uh, cognizant of? Um, well, in terms of, of the approachability of the robotics, I think it's very fair to say that, that it's, it's becoming easier and easier to be comfortable with the idea of using them, mm-hmm. buying them. I mean, the, the, the ease of use is coming to the consumer. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a big market that's below the, the heavy industrial users that exist that has the biggest problem with the labor demands. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so when it comes to approachability, I think that that's, 
um, that's all moving aggressively in the right direction. I still think there's a lot of knowledge that has to be shared and a lot mm-hmm. of training around the idea of, of what it means to take ownership in industrial automation. It's it's a uh, you know it's a commitment to the to to the result. It doesn't. Um, it's like any mechanical or electromechanical device. It has mm-hmm. to be done properly. And it has to be maintained properly to get the output you want, right? So it's a, so what we're seeing though is that the threshold for the for the ability to make that commitment is moving down right. quickly to the what I call the the ideal space for our business model. We look to a place as a as a as a manufacturing site with somewhere between two hundred and three hundred and fifty employees. Okay, running right. a two shift or mm-hmm. more operation that is probably located somewhere near a very large manufacturing site that's paying two or three dollars more an hour taking all the good people. So that's a good way to frame it. So so if I'm a manufacturing owner, uh, that's a pretty good uh, 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 scenario with right. that thing. I should be getting in touch with Mike because there's the, we should be having a conversation. Maybe I thought that uh, robots were million dollar machines that that were you know incredibly complex and maybe I need to think about it a little differently and say no robots have come way down in price and way up in functionality and I can get a return on investment much more quickly it's not a multi-year uh, yes, payback for, for the right? quick wins we're seeing the quick wins <clears throat> churn paybacks in the six to nine month range um, and, and I always caution that that there's no, there's nothing free in this world. <laughs> so it's about what you put into it is what you get out of it. What these right. technologies enable is really for the first time in robotics for an end using company, a manufacturing company, to train their people and to buy these tools directly, take ownership in how they work, program them to your specific needs and tasks. We provide all the training, all the support, all the ideas, all the uh, the corners we can cut to make it easier. But at the end of the day, our model is simple. We want to teach you how to fish and then and then allow you to find your fishing holes. Fantastic. Uh, uh, because, because that's where the technology is at. And, and as it's evolving, what's so, so fun to see is how many companies are coming to the space with accessories and, and ease of use features in their existing high-tech products to combine with Universal Robots mm-hmm. partnership programs. So... Cognix and Keyence and Sick, just in the vision arena, all have their products now in a plug-and-play activity, so that right. for the end user to program an application, they only have to work through one teaching environment to get the application to work, which again really builds confidence in their ability to take ownership in the results. Well, wow, that, that's fantastic. So. To our listeners out there, how would someone learn more? How would they get a hold of you, Mike? Um, that that's simple enough. My uh, my email address is Mike Folster. That's F O L S T E R at Baco B E H C O dot com. Uh, feel free to reach out that way anytime. Um, as as a, as probably the, the surest uh, direct connection, our website at uh, www.baco.com also has a great links to all of the manufacturers that we that we sell for, and uh, and that would allow you then to direct your way into there. And I think last is uh, probably the area that we're most effective is with YouTube. We mm-hmm. do a lot of uh, feasibility work, a lot of uh, you know case studies and, and, and where we've been successful. So if you go uh, look for the Baco uh, channel on YouTube, 
you can find uh, a lot of the work we've done there posted for review. Oh, that's terrific. So you can actually go and see a video, many videos, of yes. what you've done and how you've interacted. Uh, that's correct, yep. So we, use, we use YouTube. Again, we're very fortunate, Tom. Thank, thankfully, really, as an enabler to our business, I can't tell you how important it is that the relationship that Automation Alley has with Lawrence Tech that Wonderful. allows a small company like ours to hire such capable young professionals to really be a, a, an empowered and, and critical ingredient in our in our in our activity base is uh, is why we're able to be as successful as we've been with with the technology. So that is exactly I, I would push right. that again that you know mm-hmm. for all membership to to find out how you're leveraging these. Uh, uh, benefits that are right, just right in front of us. Right? <laughs> I I appreciate it, and, and I am not paying Mike to say that. <laughs> this is an honest exchange. And I appreciate it. And you know, yeah. Lawrence Tech is a wonderful partner of ours, and Verinder and I uh, have a great relationship. I, I love working with uh, the, the students uh, over at Lawrence Tech. Um, hey, Mike, thank you for joining us today. Sure. This was really informative. Um, I enjoyed having you, and uh, I'll tell you, robots are one of the 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 most talked about uh, technologies. Uh, within our membership. And so what you're doing with our tech takeovers and bringing that knowledge to our members, I just want to thank you for that. It's really well, great. Well, we've got more coming, two more tech takeovers this Fantastic. year. And then uh, we'll be uh, at the Integrate uh, Expo with uh, uh, some some um, something sure to capture everybody's uh, attention. That's right. And that Integrate is November 9th. And yeah. that's going to be a great show. We have tons of speakers. I know you're going to be there uh, speaking, so it's going to be a great, great show. Uh, and I appreciate that. So uh, for all you guys listening, remember Automation Alley's Tech Takeover takes place Wednesdays here at our headquarters in Troy. Uh, visit us at AutomationAlley.com to register for sessions like what we've covered today on robotics, uh, as well as other interesting topics including cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, big data, 3D printing, virtual reality, augmented reality. We do it all here, and uh, it's all about technology. Uh, and manufacturing. So again, if you like what you've heard, subscribe to Factory Reboot on SoundCloud, iTunes, or at automationalley.com forward slash factory reboot. Thanks for joining us.